pass the Cholula sauce. We're having breakfast burritos. Oh, the time loops are great. Thank you for looping me. Thank you for being there. And again, you're being there. Enterprise is exploding. Enterprise is exploding again. Kill the turkey. No. In the time loop. Everybody's looping. Everybody's looping us. Looping you and looping us. Kill the time loop. Why are we killing the time loop? That's just because the line is kill the turkey. Oh. Wait, what about the, watch the time loop? The point of the time loop is to get out of the time loop. Normally. There are variations, but yes. So I would think you would want to try to kill the time loop in order to escape. I suppose. It could be stop the time loop. Stop the time loop. Watch the time loop. All of them work, but this is a good song. There yeah. was that line with the turkey that confused me, but... Well, yes, because that's just where the song really goes. Kill the turkey. Mm. And that's what came out. And then I was like, no. Brought to you by Chance Anderson's People, unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. And I'm your other host, Chance. Man, I'm just still in awe that you wrote a seasonal song for the the day of my people. Mm-hmm. Our highest of days. High holiday. Yes. The Chance Andersons of the world. Um, yeah, today we're, this will come out on the holiday of my people. Mm-hmm. You might know it as American Thanksgiving. Now, okay, this is... Our listener. Yes, this is a very contentious thing. Everyone thinks that Time Loop Day, the holiday of my people, always falls on Thanksgiving. This is not true. It always falls on the Thursday before November ends. So, you see, Thanksgiving falls on the last Thursday in November, but Time Loop Day falls on the Thursday before November ends. Actually, it doesn't happen on the last Thursday of November. It happens on the fourth Thursday of November. Well, that's okay. So there's potentially a time when you could have Time Loop Day falling on the last Thursday of November. Well, and then that, that's, that's when it'll happen. I mean, yeah. these things can happen. It's just those fickle, fickle ways of time. Fickle ways of time. Yeah, so yeah. if you're listening right now, maybe you're driving to work because you're listening not on actual American Thanksgiving, or you're getting ready to go hang out with your family or go eat a bunch of food, stop right now. Turn that car around. Go get your PJs on. Call in sick. It's time loop day, baby. Time loop day. Uh, so I guess I should explain what time loop day is. Uh-huh. We've talked a little bit about it in previous episodes, but okay. I feel like a solid explanation. So again, time loop day is um, the high holiday of my people, um, all of them, everywhere. It is uh, very important that we observe it every year. Um, it's a very, relatively new holiday, we'll be honest. Uh, this will be the eighth annual Time Loop Day. Eighth annual. Yep, eighth annual Time Loop Day. And uh, yeah, it is just a wonderful holiday. Um, it began because of an episode of Star Trek called Cause and Effect. Which we'll be talking about in further detail later. It We will. Um, its highness is a movie called Groundhog's Day. That is its height, its most famous uh, po- part. Um, and it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. So you at, you at home, you may be asking, what is Time Loop Day? How do I celebrate it? Why is Chance ran- answering these random things? Well, it's wonderful. You must sleep in. That is a necessity of Time Loop Day. No alarms. There, if an alarm goes off on Time Loop Day... You are not celebrating Time Loop Day. You gotta I'm wake already up. sold. You've got to wake up naturally. And then you might think, oh, I've got to get up and get ready for the day. Uh, you can take a shower. You can do whatever you want. But those PJs, they go back on or they stay on. You do not get if out you're of your getting, PJs. If you're taking a shower, take them off. Yes. That would be a bit hard. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but you must stay in your PJs. Now, for either uh, lunch or dinner... And I do a combination brunch. I'm waking up far too late 
to do breakfast as well. Uh, but for lunch or dinner, you must make breakfast burritos. Is there uh, a particular meat you have to use? There isn't. Um, I am a little non-traditional in my <laughs> breakfast burrito-ness. In his um, celebration of this holiday. It's true. I take it in a slightly different direction. He's unorthodox. Uh, I am. I am unorthodox time of day. Uh, I do bacon, egg, and cheese, but every year I get a new hot sauce. Mm. So uh, last year... I did a sauce called um, Garlic Reaper, which is a Carolina Reaper-based garlic that sauce. That sounds awful. Well, you wouldn't like it. It is very hot. But I found it very wonderful. Uh, this year, I'm going with something very mild. Um, I am not celebrating Time of Day alone this year. so Yeah, to uh, introduce someone to the holiday, I would imagine you yeah. kind of rein it back, you know. It's just, it just makes sense. It's true. You don't bring a guest to Thanksgiving the first time and expect them to make the turkey. It's true. Unless it's like Bobby Flay or something. In which case, I would say, take it away, Bobby. Yeah, take it. Well, but he probably doesn't have people cooking for him very often. That's true. Maybe he would Maybe he would like it. Yeah. But I'd also be really nervous, like, me and or my grandma is cooking for Bobby Flay. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a pretty big... It's a dilemma. But isn't one of Bobby Flay's favorite restaurants uh, Waffle House? I mean, I don't see how it couldn't be. Hmm. Anyway, uh, but so one of the meals... We have now, to go southwest with something. He's a big fan of that. I'm sorry. It's true. I'm thinking about this now. <laughs> um, now, I always have breakfast burritos for both meals. You don't have to. But you must have a breakfast burrito for at least one meal. It is the traditional meal. Mm -hmm. uh, Say you want to go vegan with your breakfast burrito, go for it. Yeah, go for it. You want a meatless, vegetarian, no big deal. You want to be like super carnivore apex predator, good on you. Yep. Whatever. It is It is whatever. Though you will be in your PJs, I recommend nothing too extensive as far as cooking goes. But anyway, uh, you will be in your PJs because you must. And you don't want to get that bacon grease on your... Bear Your favorite, chest. yes. <laughs> Definitely okay. not that. Um, yes, and if then, you're going to be frying something, make sure you suit up yeah. to some extent. Yeah, yeah, at least put it on an apron. Anyway, uh, and then there are, well, there's traditionally nine hours. <laughs> nine hours of programming. Every time you say traditionally, it just really tickles me. This is the holiday of my people. The eighth annual. <laughs> the eighth annual holy day of my people. I'm a little unorthodox with the way that I celebrate, but um, now uh, time loop day must open with Star Trek season five. Five uh, cause and effect. It must like open episode with that. twelve or so. Uh, and then you go and you watch Groundhog Day. These are the two musts of time loop day. Now the rest of the programming is a little bit flexible. There are. More traditional and less traditional things mm -hmm. that you could add in there. Uh, yeah. Generally involving the time loop episode of Eureka called I Do Over. The episode of Supernatural called Mystery Spot. The episode of Stargate SG-1 that I'm blanking on the name of at this moment. Window of Opportunity. Window of Opportunity. Uh, generally you throw in another movie. Source Code. Very good one. Oh yeah, that's a nice time loop. I've seen that one. Yep. Source Code. Happy Death Day. Uh, its first appearance in Time Loop Day was last year, but it is excellent, and I highly recommend it. Um, Live, Die, Repeat, or Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise movie, is acceptable, but it makes a few errors. Not errors, what's the word? It makes a few cardinal sins of Time Loop. It's not really in the true spirit, mm -hmm. I would imagine. It's not actually a Time Loop, is it? It is a Time Loop. It is. However, it, the cardinal sin of a time loop movie is becoming boring in the middle. You're supposed to plan for the repetitiveness. Repetitive, repetitivity? Repetitiveness? Repetitiveness. You're supposed to plan for that when you're making a time loop movie and find ways to spice it up. They do not. They fail at that. So sorry. I haven't seen it, but I'm not really enticed to at this no. point. It's not, it's not bad, but it's not as good as you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, that's... Is there more to Time Loop Day? I mean, we got the food. Is there a particular beverage that is considered more or less orthodox? No, go to go to town, whatever you want. Okay. So say I wanted to have a nice hard apple cider. Mm -hmm. Is that all right for Time Loop Day? You can have a nice hard apple, apple cider. What if I'm looking at a warm hot cocoa? Sure, do it. What about water? It's Oh, absolutely. You must drink water. I guess you have to. It's got to hydrate. Yeah. Um, time loop day is all about your comfort. Um, none of this dressing up for a dinner thing. No, no, no. Tidings of comfort and joy. 
you could say. Tidings of comfort and joy. Is what this is Tidings literally. Tidings of comfort and joy. Tidings of comfort and joy. Yes. Repeat ad nauseum. Yes. Repeat until something breaks you out. <laughs> um, but yes, it is a holiday celebrating my very favorite of all sci-fi tropes. The, the time, time loop. The time loop. The time loop. And I'm not kidding. I literally watch time loops for nine hours. Which is kind of amazing <laughs> when you think about it. That there's nine hours of this. Oh, there's, there's, there's so a much. lot more because we're... The way this episode's going to go is we're going to take turns. We've prepared a few of our favorite time loops or time loop adjacent content mm-hmm. to talk about with each other. Some of them we've both partaken in. Some of them we both have not. I would well, be very one of us su- has of each. I would be, be very surprised if you have a time loop that I have not partaken of. Okay. But you, you could. You, you could I think you me. definitely have two of them. Like <laughs> okay. I know for a fact. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, so that's the way it's going to go. Um, so I have three prepared. Chance he knows a lot more than I do. Well, nine hours for eight years. Uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> that's seventy-two hours, people. That's literally three whole days. Um. Yes. Let's begin real quick mm-hmm. with the quintessential, because uh, I know you're not going to bring it, and I don't want to, well, I mean, I, I can talk about it forever. Mm-hmm. Groundhog Day. Yeah. I mean, we were discussing even yesterday when I was like, is there somewhere I can watch this? Because it has been a very long time since I have seen Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when it came out in theater, the theater, going and watching it. I think it was 93. Which I was like five years old. Mm-hmm. But I remember distinctly watching that movie with my parents. But I cannot remember anything about it, obviously. That's, that's sad. Uh, so everyone out there, Groundhog Day is my favorite movie. Um, I watch it... At least once a year. Well, once a year for sure. But I will throw on Groundhog Day at any random time. Um, just If I just don't know what to watch, or if I've got two hours to fill, I'll just throw on Groundhog Day. Mm. Uh, I own it on Google Play or youtube like that whole space so i can just pop it up on my phone whenever i want nice um it is my favorite movie like i said um i think like the loop itself in the movie it is a very difficult movie to get sick of um because i think it's really well paced and that's what you get when the really good time loop is really good pacing Mm -hmm. and um you can really follow the main character of Groundhog Day through his character arc or his character progression. There's the like, oh my gosh, what's happening? This freaks me out moment. There's the, I'm going to use this to my advantage and do a lot of stupid things moment. Then he's like the, oh, but there's this thing I really want moment. And then like the trying to get that. Then there's like the, I can't get the thing I really want moment. Depression onto acceptance and trying to gain a better life Mm -hmm. and each one of those is very clearly delineated and uh very well done bill murray wonderful in the role um yeah a classic it is a classic there's a reason it's also known as a groundhog day loop because of this movie yes the titular groundhog day and the most famous time loop for sure i think so definitely for sure. Um, what else do you like about it? Okay. I'm not really sure. What This is not our normal sort of thing, and I've not seen it to be able to... Dis- I've seen it, but a long time ago. Like, we're talking 27 years or so. Wow, that was very specific. But I guess, yeah, five years old, 27 years. Um, yeah, I just think... Uh, I mean, Bill Murray's a great actor. I'm, I'm, I don't know if he's done anything problematic t- to get him canceled. I hope not. I love Bill Murray. Um... But he's a great actor, and just the the character study of him. Uh, Time loops, because of that, normally have to start with a fairly irredeemable character if it's going to be a character-based time loop. Um, So one of the the trademarks is an irredeemable character who grows and Mm -hmm. evolves into someone worthwhile. Trying to learn a lesson. Learn a lesson. um, Learn about life. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah, and so he definitely does that. Oh, absolutely. It's like he was a terrible person, and by the end he's a not quite so terrible person. Yes. Um, they say, uh, there's a YouTube video, I don't know how accurate it is, but that he had to have spent like 3,000 years in the time loop. Wow. Um, something like crazy like that. So he lived this Groundhog Day just that many times, and they base this on like how long it takes to become an expert at anything. And he becomes, like, an expert ice sculptor in the movie, an expert piano player in the movie. (laughs) 
Um, he like learns to fix a guy's back in the movie. And like he learns the rhythms of this town so well that by the end of the movie he can give them like all the perfect day. Um, and That's lovely. Yeah, it really is. It's a great movie. I mean, I need to watch it again. So. But he, uh, because of all that, um, they have placed it as like I think it's either three hundred or three thousand. I think it's like three thousand years he had to have spent in this time loop. It's a very long time. So would you say of all of our content that probably has the record for the longest time stuck in a loop? Yes. Because 3,000 years in days, let's do the math there. What is that? 3,000 times 365.25, loops. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. That's a long time. Yeah. He was, uh, he's stuck in it for a while. Isn't time fun? It is when it's looping. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like even time travel tropes in general, if they're mm-hmm. done really well, are really fun. Like, the whole time travel stuff in Umbrella Academy I really like. It's not a time loop, but just the way that they use time travel I think is really fun. Mm -hmm. Now, um, a few things that a time loop isn't, real quick, just to kind of get this out here. Um, The movie Looper is not a time loop. I know it's got the word Looper in it, and there is kind of a loop of one guy, like, growing old and going back to find his young self. But still not a time loop movie. The, a, the events have to repeat at least two times for it to be a time loop movie. Um, there's an episode of Angel where time is going all cattywampus because one of the main characters is now a god. It happens. Yeah, it's a whole like thing. Like you do. Um, and while it has looping elements, it is not a time loop. Uh, you even brought up roguelikes, mm-hmm. um, which I have to push back on just because... It is not... It's not actually a loop, because it's not the same of events mm-hmm. repeating. So roguelike is a type of video game where it's like, you play, but when you die, you start over. Mm-hmm. Probably the, the most famous ones are like Spelunky. Roguelike. For the biggest, probably biggest one, I feel like, is Spelunky. But even like current game, like Hades is kind of like a roguelike. But it's not... It's not I wouldn't call that one a time loop. Yeah. Because the way that that story's built is, mm-hmm. you're not really looping. You're just dying and coming back, because... Mm-hmm. The way the story is, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's not because the way roguelikes are usually done is it's just like the world is completely randomized each time. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, well, I just know exactly how the enemies are going to move. So the next time, there are games that do it, and we're going to talk about at least one of them. I was planning to. Okay. Yes, there but are yes. video games that do them. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. If you're like, oh, maybe they'll talk about my favorite time travel movie. Not all time travel things are loops. Sorry, time traveler's wife. I'm not going to talk about you. Me neither. But yeah, there has to be an element of repeating and getting familiar with the way events play out. Mm-hmm. So yes, just wanted to throw that out there. Now, how do we want to go about this? Do you want to go ahead and just start? I'll start one. Um, I am going to break the rules as Chance has just laid out, and talk about an episode of the television show Community that plays with time loops. It's not exactly a time loop, but it's in season three, I think episode four, maybe three, called Remedial Chaos Theory. And it has some looping elements, sort of. At least for the audience, it has that feel. Um, Because the way that it goes is Troy and Abed, who are two of the characters, um, they've moved in together and they're having a dinner party where all the other friends of their study group are going to come over and kind of housewarming them into their new apartment. Um, and they all get there, and a little bit of stuff is set up, and they're sitting down, getting ready to eat, and then the doorbell rings, and someone has to go get the pizza. And so Jeff Winger, the kind of the main character, he takes a dice and said, I'm going to roll this dice, starting on my left, with one. Whoever gets their dice rolled is going to go get the pizza. And Abed says, just so you know, you're now creating six possible timelines Mm. and he's just like yeah sure whatever and so he rolls the dice and the first person goes and gets the pizza and the situation kind of plays out and you see a couple of threads getting put out there and then uh, it ends with Abed saying I wonder what happened in those other timelines and then it cuts back to the bell ringing and again and it's just like this loop this story loop Mm. of everything kind of playing out and so the different pieces as they're laid out they come up in other elements. And it's just anywhere from as innocuous as um, they go and get the pizza and they kind of talk a little bit. And some people might get a little mad at each other. Jeff always stands up and hits his head on the fan and it kind of becomes a thing. Um, or whenever they slam the door, they have this Indiana Jones um, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark model where the stone starts rolling. 
and they always stop and catch it and put it back. Um, Annie has a gun in her purse because she lives in a rough neighborhood, and so they find that out, and um, Britta goes and smokes pot in the bathroom. Like, all these things happen, and so it goes anywhere from just as innocuous as, like, we got our pizza, we're all good, to um, Annie trips on the Indiana Jones ball as it rolls, and she drops her purse, and the gun goes off and shoots Chevy Chase's character in the leg um, and spills alcohol all over the floor that had been set up already. And then Mer- or Britta drops her cigarette and it lights the alcohol on fire. And like the whole room is just like descending into chaos, which is where you see that gif of Donald Glover. You know, where he walks into, he opens the door and he's carrying pizza and just like dismay on his face as like everything's on fire and all that oh, stuff. Oh, right. That's right. where it comes from. And so it's just like... It just plays out, but it's really funny. Okay. Like just the way that everything kind of is thrown out. It just feels really smart. Mm-hmm. I think it was the first episode of Community that I ever watched. And I always just thought it was like some college show. But it just showed it's like smarter it's smart. than that. It's really smart. Yeah. So it's not quite a time loop, but I think it's still really funny. And it kind of fits it. It seems like it has elements of time loop. Repeating moments. Mm-hmm. Like the same stuff always happens, but just depending on who's gone they play out differently. Sure. And then in the final one, like, Abed reaches out and catches the dice, or the die before he hits the table. And he's like, we can't do this. Like, life is random enough and we can't just let that, like, randomness and chaos dictate what we do. We have to stick together. And also, Jeff set this up so he would never have to go get the pizza because there were seven of them. Mm. And he's rolling those six-sided dice. And so, and so then Jeff goes to get the pizza, but then he stands up and hits his head and they all just laugh, like, ha, karma, because you were being a jerk. And then, they kind of are singing and dancing and having a good time and everything kind of singing works and dancing. out. Well, because every time Britta puts her iPod on the little dock and it starts playing Roxanne by the police and she starts to sing and Jeff always says, no, stop. But then now he's going to get the pizza so he can't stop her. So like, there's these little moments of tension that then just kind of fade as the group kind of sings along to this song. Actually, a repeating song is a time loop staple. Well, there it is. Every time it starts, Roxanne, and Britta tries to sing along, and Jeff goes, no. And so she stops. Well, Jeff sounds like a jerk. He is. That's his trademark. I'm not a big Jeff fan. Yeah, that's, I mean, a repeating song is part of it. Uh, Heat of the Moment in Supernatural. Uh, I mean, obviously, I Got You, Babe, uh, in Groundhog Day. I shrugged. Our listeners couldn't hear me shrug. They could. said it. So, yeah, you had to tell them. Shrug. We're just going to say that every time we shrug at each other now. <laughs> I don't know. Shrug. shrug. <laughs> but. Um, yes, but it is wonderful. Community's on Netflix. So you could, if you wanted to just check out that one episode, you totally can. I don't think it needs a whole lot of context other than, like, Annie lives in a rough neighborhood, which is why she has a gun. Pierce and Troy, who's the character played by Donald Glover, and then Chevy Chase. They used to be roommates, um, but then... Troy moved in with Abed, and so there's a little bit of bad blood between, or just with Chevy Chase, because he's kind of a cranky old man, just like life. Chevy Chase is a cra- cranky old man in uh-huh. life. I don't think a lot of people like him. Oh, I, I have no idea. Apparently very hard to work with. Hmm. I can kind of figure who Chevy Chase is. I don't know actors. Um, All the na- the bank vacation movies, National Lampoon, Family Vacation, Christmas Vacation, The Three Amigos. The, the Disney ones? No, The Three, the three Amigos. No, I got nothing. Oh, chance. It cannot surprise you that I have not seen Christmas Vacation. It's it's beyond just a Christmas movie, but even like Family Vacation, European Vacation, Vegas Vacation. You don't, I got, I Chevy got Chase. nothing. We're looking them up. This is embarrassing. Chevy Chase. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, yep. That's who I thought it was. I, I recognize him from Community, uh-huh. which I've only ever seen one episode of several times. Which one? The paintball episodes. The, oh, those the, are good. The the Star Wars one. Well, and there's the, the Western one. It's, it's a two-parter. The yeah, first the, part is Western, and then it turns Star Wars. I've seen those two episodes like four times. Hey, they're good. They're the only episodes of Community I've ever seen. The first paintball one's also pretty good. Um, I feel like after season three, they kind of get a little too into their own hype. Like I feel like they're very creative with like playing around with the TV medium mm-hmm. and like doing these special fun episodes. Like They have a zombie episode Mm -hmm. that within can like it's canon Mm -hmm. and it it like makes perfect sense but then later on they're like let's do a gi joe episode that's all animated and it just feels like okay like maybe do some actual stuff instead of just Mm -hmm. special episode special episode special episode for sure i i have not seen the show well i i think it would be considered a non-traditional time loop day but you could add that to a time loop playlist 
check. You could do it. Um, again, I think you'd be you'd be in the non-traditional. But you know, it's I'm kind a little of, bit non-traditional. The elements are there. I'm a little bit country. You're a little bit rock and roll. I'm, I am definitely rock and roll, though I do not think you were a little bit country. I am super not. <laughs> you did have kind of a like a New Englander accent when you were singing that song earlier. Well, I was doing my best um, Linda Belcher impression. I have not watched Bob Bur- Bob's Burger. Oh, it's it's wonderful. I don't know if there's a time loop episode in it. Maybe? Probably not. What do you want to talk about? Um, I feel like the other two that I'm going to talk about, you'll have more things to say. Mm-hmm. Like, I know for a fact that you will. Yes. Um, I've got three in mind. And then at the end, I will do an honorable mention. Okay. Um, let's talk about a video game. Now, I have yet to do a time loop day where I play this video game, but it will it will come someday. It is called The Sexy Brutal. Ooh, um, sexy. Which is the another word for a masquerade ball. Brutal. Uh, in The Sexy Brutal, you play... It's kind of a spoiler to say who you play. You play someone. A character. Yes, and you are at a kind of hotel slash opera house slash casino. Sounds fun. Um, and you can't go there right now. No. Well, you could probably in these, in these during time. You wouldn't want to go there. Well, everyone is very social distance, and all of the workers are wearing gas masks. Maybe you would want to go there. I don't know. You play someone who doesn't know who they are, and they are in this hotel, and they witness a murder. Um, and it turns out that the help, the the butlers who are all wearing gas masks and look identical, are walking around this party, and they are killing all of the guests. Oh, no. And you have a stopwatch that can send you back in time, and your goal in the game is to save every guest. The reason I want to bring up the sexy brutal is because, one, it's a very good uh, navigation of a time loop. Um, you Interesting that you have control over the looping. Well, you have control over when it loops, but you always go back to the same point. Right. And if you ever get to the end of the loop, you are forced back, but you can make yourself loop. Um, and you, you get a little bit more fine control as the game goes on. You can go back a few hours. Um, but anyway, um, you are trapped and you have to make sure no one gets murdered. The reason I'm bringing this game up is because of everything it does with the medium of time. Um, they tell one of the most engaging and surprising stories you could ever imagine uh about the main character about who you're playing um but also about his life his contacts um his contacts he doesn't wear glasses stop that (laughs) it was good you can get away with that joke because you are a dad but for no other reason that's what Um, we do that's what dads do um it the video game does a lot with the medium of time loop uh to completion, you're only looking at about five hours. You could conceivably beat it in a time loop day. Um, yeah, there's five of your nine hours right there. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I mean, really, <clears throat> if you don't want to complete it, you could probably do it in about four. So uh, to complete it, you just have to find all 52 cards in a deck. Okay. Do um, you start out with any? No. Start out with zero. Yeah, and as you're... As you're do you have to do all of that in one run yes by the end you will have to save everyone in one run um though it's not it's not terribly hard um all of the guests are wearing masks and if Mm, it sounds like a during times party more ornate masks than that but yes um and for some reason you are like an interloper i if i could say that and when you if you ever enter you did a good job saying it i think you can oh thank you uh, you are an interloper in this kind of metaphysical world, and if any, anyone ever sees you, um, they disappear, and their mask attacks you. Well, that sounds no good. So you kind of have to be sneaky and influence the loop from behind the scenes. Mm, subtly. Sounds like it stressed me out. It's it's not stressful at all. Um, it's not like, it's not very Sam Fishery. It's more like, I need to turn on this... Uh, this um, record player uh, so that when the opera singer gets in here, she'll sing. Kind of a deal. And like set that trap and then watch from a keyhole or something as it happens. Anyway, it's not very like Sam Fishery. And the masks don't really hurt you or kill you. They just kind of don't allow you to progress until you leave the room. So anyway, it's, it's very 
I don't know. I, I, there's some very little I can say without spoiling it. Okay. And I don't want to spoil it because it is a very cheap game and a very great game that I think everyone out there should go play. All right. Cool. Well, while we're on the topic of video games, I'm going to bring you another one. Ooh. Just thematically related. This is one I know that Chance has played, so we can both talk about it. And it is the Nintendo 64 game, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Yep. Which is super a time loop. So the game starts not in a time loop. You are yeah. Link in the woods, um, and you run across Skull Kid. I mean, you do some other stuff. Well, you are Link, and you are looking for your fairy Navi. Um, oh, that fairy. Yes. Hey, I don't well, listen. listen. Yeah. I don't know why anyone would look for Navi, but, you know. It's like, thank goodness, she's gone. Um, you're Link, and you're looking for Navi. Um, Skull Kid steals your horse. It's rude. And then you fall down a tree into a new world. Or you die. It's it's tricky. You might die. But anyway, you're There's in a compelling this... case to make for you die. You're in this new world. Termina. And everyone is sad. Well, no, that's actually not true. It's, a lot of people are sad. Some people are sad. Um, but... Come to find out that in three days, the moon is going to crash into the earth and wipe out everybody. Mm -hmm. And so you have three days to stop it. But you have your magic ocarina that you can use to send yourself back in time. Mm -hmm. And so you need to go and progress and do different things. But then you loop back to the beginning to do all these different branching paths. Yes. Uh, You get your good bomber's notebook to keep track of everything. Yeah, you find your ocarina and your horse, Epona. Mm-hmm. Um, and you learn a few songs. You learn songs to speed up the time loop, to slow down the time loop. Uh, you learn songs to go back a little ways. You learn songs to go back the whole way. You learn song to make a scarecrow appear. Yeah, you do. You learn songs. Not to related make... to the time loop, but um, and surprisingly uh, useful. It is um, the most un-Zelda-like of Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, Zelda is not in it. True. The character of Zelda reminds you how to, like a memory reminds you how to play the Song of Time so that you can send yourself back. But that's about it. Uh, Interesting, kind of cross, both of these games are about time loops and masks. That's true. Majora's Mm -hmm. Mask. But also throughout the game there's a mechanic where you get masks to transform Link into like the different races of the world. So um, Link will get to a, uh, when Link falls down... Skull Kid transforms Link into a Deku, which is a little plant person. And then uh, the whole first loop, you are that Deku. And then in the second loop, you learn to take off your mask. Um, A good thing to do. Yep. You learn to uh, take off your mask so you can be Link or the Deku. And then you will find dead people and get their masks. Um, It's really cheery. Yep. Uh, Again, there's a very good case to be made. That Link is in purgatory, working his way through the five stages of death, or five stages of grief. Grief. The the land is called Termina. Meaning the end. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, very close to the word terminal. Like a terminal illness, which is where you die. Yep. I'm just uh, spelling it out here, people. Uh, Clock Town, which is the main town and the first area you ever get to explore. Uh, everyone is in denial. Um, there are people who are laughing at the moon. There's a swordsman who says he's going to cut it out of the sky if it tries to fall on them. Um, everyone's doing business as normal. Is America Clock Town? You know, maybe. Certain parts. Could be. Um, at least half of us. We were uh, driving through town today and there were lots of crowds with no masks. Anyway. I need a Majora's Mask mask. Ooh, you do need But a it's like my whole mask. face. We need to have whole face masks. Yes. Where there's the part that covers your mouth that does the thing, but the rest is decorative. I agree. It'd be awesome. Uh, You then get to the plant kingdom, uh, the the, the Deku kingdom, and the main, um, the king is going to kill a monkey because he's lost his daughter, even though the monkey clearly doesn't. Rage. Wrath. You've got to find his daughter in the temple to abate the king's uh, wrath. Um, You then go to the... um, Gorons. The Gorons, and they are mourning. They are being sorrowful for the mm-hmm. death of their leader, who you get his mask and get to become him. So play the drums. Uh, depression. Wait, is depression next? Wait, it's what are the five stages of grief again? Denial. Isn't it denial? Oh, bargaining. So the anger. Uh, bargaining, bargaining is next. Depression. Acceptance. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, in that, in uh, the what do you call it? Uh, Goron place, the ghost of the leader, 
uh, says he wasn't done with life and tries to get you to use your magic to bring him back to life. So he's bargaining for more time, but then in the end accepts his death and gives you his face. Oh, that's very nice. Uh, <clears throat> in the uh, Zora pet place, you are you take on the mask of a woman's dead loved one that everyone is sad died. And then finally you climb the Tower of Light to the, like, basically on the moon. Mm-hmm. You remember that area where everyone is playing and happy. They've, They've accepted, accepted it. Accepted it. So. Yeah, I sense. mean, it's really, it's fun. Um, I remember playing it and just feeling like it's very stressful to me. Just I don't like going up against a clock when I play a game. Even just a clock you like, have control over? Even a clock I have control over. Because it's just like, am I using this the best way? Am I doing things the best way to get this done? And so I feel like I just get in my own head about it. You're kind of like a min-maxer who isn't good at min-maxing. I mean, that's true. I am very <laughs> bad at min-maxing. I have never cared about min-maxing. It's all about the experience for me. Yeah, I, maybe it's not even like I want to do this the best way to be the most powerful, but it's like, am I even doing the right thing? You have loops to figure that out? I guess that's true, but it's still. Do you still have your 3DS? You should get three, uh, Majora's Mask I do. 3D. Maybe I should. Could be fun. This has been a really nerdy conversation with you. I mean, this whole thing, I mean, we've been going for 45 minutes almost, and it's been pretty nerdy. That's true. Uh, Majora's Mask is great. It is uh, deep. Um, I mean, the the whole Majora, or Zelda, or not Zelda, or Majora, Link. <laughs> uh, the whole Link is dead thing is a way you can read the game, the game, but you can also read it as just an adventure about friendship and uh, finding finding your friends. Mm-hmm. Um the fairy in that one has a really good story about abandonment. Um, that's excellent. It's a great game. There's a lot that can be said about it. It's a it's a very deep game for a time loop Zelda game. So uh, you yes. probably could not beat it in one time loop day though. Definitely not. Maybe if you knew exactly where everything was, I bet you could speed run it, but you probably couldn't beat it. Yeah, but I think you could play a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. You know, just dabble. You know, like at Christmas, you don't. Sit down and read the whole Bible. You just read, like, Luke chapter 2. What is the Luke chapter 2 of Majora's Mask? I don't, I don't have any. <laughs> it, was just, it was just an example. Um, one loop. One. You just do one loop. You get the loop started. Uh-huh. And, and that's then, enough. That's enough. I like that. The Luke chapter 2 of Majora's Mask. <laughs> the Luke chapter. If you didn't know, that's the one where Jesus is born. Oh, is that why people read it at Christmas? <laughs> Well, I'm just, you know, if we have listeners, maybe they don't know. Christmas and Thanksgiving are not uh, holidays of my people. My people do not celebrate them. I think we've established both of those facts. So. Previously. Uh, not that they're not worth repeating. I'm just saying. I think we have actually said that before. Well, I just I just want to make sure we're clear. Yeah, if someone's, if this is their first episode and they're still with us, <laughs> it's good that they know. It's good that they know. Uh, those are not holidays of my people. Um, anyway, uh, whose turn is it? I don't even know. Well, Majora's Mask, I brought it. So. Yes. And I only have one more. So um, you go ahead. I guess that means I have two more because you went first. Yeah, so you go, then I go, then you go. Okay. Um, I guess next we will talk about one of the all-time great, just chef's kiss, time loop episodes of anything, and that is the television show, Eureka. Guys, I love the television show, Eureka. Most of you probably haven't seen it. Do it. Do I've it. not watched all of it. But I watched quite a bit. Wait, how far good. have you gotten in Eureka? Uh, a couple seasons. Have you seen I Do Over? I don't think so. Oh, no. I don't know that I can spoil this for you, Cameron. Oh, my. I Do Over. Whew. Anyway. It's fine. Um, I'll get over it. It is a great I believe Eureka is all on Amazon Prime. It is. So if you have that streaming service, because we live in a dystopian streaming hellscape mm-hmm. where nothing is ever on what you have. That's and everything true. that you would want to watch is across five different services that charge you all. But hey, we kicked cable. We just have five different streaming services that we watch. It's true. Big business ruins everything. Anyway. Thanks, capitalism. Um, now that's oligarchy right there. Anyway, we can go into that later. Thanks, hypercapitalism. There we go. Um, yes. Uh, Eureka is a wonderful show about America's smartest little town. Basically, Einstein created a town where all the smartest people in the world will go and work together. Um, and they cr- come up with a lot of incredible inventions, but they have very little common sense. So the wonderful everyman sheriff goes and sets things right. Hilarity ensues. With his everyman logic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very funny. 
it's kind of a cross between a sci-fi show, a police procedural, a sitcom, and like a CW drama. Yeah. Like where the all of those meet is Eureka. It the is, best part of all of those. Yeah. It is very funny. Um, it is normally about a mystery. There's a lot of sci-fi elements. Like if Bioshock was not so dystopian. Yes. Uh, the, one of the wonderful things about Eureka is its wonderful optimism. And the theme song. The yes, theme it's song. a nice theme song. Um, I'm not a good enough whistler to whistle it, but just go ahead and Google it. Anyway, uh, Eureka is a wonderful show. And in the third season, I believe, there is an episode called I Do Over. Now, Eureka is a town paid for by the Department of Justice. I think, anyway. Uh, It's paid for by the government. And in the first two seasons, they get up to some world-ending shenanigans Mm -hmm. on accident. There's some near-mutually-assured destruction. That's a great episode that you just referenced there. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, so, they they send this big, bad auditor to, like, Eureka for season three. And she's, like, there determining, like, who's valuable and who's not. And at the same time, the main character's love interest and her ex are having a wedding. They're getting back together. They're getting married. Oh, no. Um, Whatever's gonna happen. And the sheriff is called in to help fire some people uh, with his love interest. They're going to fire some people throughout the day um, because the auditor says they're just not necessary. Basically, something happens in that day that traps him in a time loop that loops the day every 16 hours. So at the end of the day, during the wedding, the main character gets flung back to his shower that morning. Does he remember? He remembers. Because there's one element of time loops is sometimes you remember and sometimes you don't. Yeah, the deja vu element isn't played up as often. Normally there's one point of view character who remembers. Yeah, or sometimes, yeah, there's just one character who remembers. Mm-hmm. And everybody else doesn't. But yeah. then sometimes everybody's in it together. Yeah. And don't realize that they're stuck. Yeah. They're the, the famous one that I'm sure you were going to bring up next. Um, no, actually. Huh? Well, I don't know. Let's continue. Um, but anyway, he gets flung back to his shower. And he keeps trying to come up with theories, but no one will believe him. And in the uh, words of the snarky ex who he is antagonists with, do you really think there's a problem with the space-time continuum? And I, the head of Global Dynamics, don't know about it, but you somehow do. Um, So no one will believe him. So he's got theory after theory about uh, what is causing this. But every time he gets flung back to his shower, he's damaged. He's got cuts or bruises and one of the last times he's got a few broken ribs is he getting injured before he gets pulled back no or is it just as he's going back he's getting injured as he's going back he's getting injured oh my um and and he takes things with him sometimes when he when he does it um anyway basically they realize that he gets them to believe him finally and he gets them to realize that the whole uh, they're about to delete that universe because of this time loop and he and the the snarky ex have to team up uh, to stop the time loop before everything gets deleted one more time. Um, it is funny, as Eureka is. It is a great sci-fi plotline, um, and there is a great deal of tragedy and drama in it. And hmm, it's wonderful. One of the great time loop episodes. It is worth watching the first three seasons of Eureka for that episode alone. It is a good show. You should watch it. Cameron should continue watching it. I should. I just don't hop over to Amazon Prime very much. I kind of forget it exists. Shameful. Yep. Shameful. Shameful. All right. Well, my final pick is also very unconventional for Time Loop Day. It is apparently not what you were thinking. Apparently not. And it is my very favorite Time Loop story. And it's not just an episode. It is a story arc of a podcast. Uh, well, yes. So there's a podcast called The Adventure Zone, which is about the McElroy brothers and their dad. So Justin Travis Griffin and their father, Clint, playing Dungeons and Dragons. And the first sort of major story of their podcast, there have been a few now, um, they call it Balance. And the three players, you have Magnus Burnsides, Merle High Church, and Taco Taco the Wizard. They are working for this sort of secret organization, trying to find these relics of power that 
The Bureau if, of Balance. The Bureau of Balance. And if they don't get these relics under control, their powers will lead to untold destruction. Kind of pretty s- standard fantasy stuff. And so they learn the location of one of these relics, which they learn is called the Temporal Chalice. And they get to this town, and there's this bubble around it. And using some stuff, they're able to get inside. And so they get inside, and they it's 11 o'clock in the morning. And they kind of go on their way. By the time 12 o'clock rolls around, the whole town explodes. And then they flash to this white space, wake back up at 11 o'clock. And are just stuck in this time loop trying to prevent the destruction of the town, figure out what's going on, um, and recover this relic, which is what's causing the trouble, which you could assume just because the name is a temporal Temporal chalice. chalice. And there's a time problem. Um, they keep talking to a time goddess. Uh-huh. But so it's just really, it's really fun. Like in the overall, overall major story arc of the whole little series, it's probably my favorite little bit. But there's just lots of really good moments in it. Super time loopy, of mm-hmm. course. Like as they go, they like Griffin, who's the DM, is like keeping track of the time. Like, oh, this took you about this long. So, but then the next time they go, maybe try something else and kind of cut down on their time. And he's like keeping track of like, okay, the first time when you met the first guy took you 11 minutes, but now you've worked it out to get it down to like three minutes to get where you need to go. And eventually they can get it to like instantly as they kind of unravel the secrets of the town. Um, But yeah, it's just really, really fun. Yeah, it's a well done time loop. The whole arc would be over the nine hour content. Because there's nine nine episodes. And they're all over an hour. Mm. Well... Uh, 11th Hour is also my favorite arc of Balance. Um, probably my favorite arc of Venture Zone, being as I pretty much fell off after Balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really good. Um, the end of Balance is great, just because it's a culmination of so much. Mm-hmm. But uh, my favorite pound-for-pound pound arc is probably the 11th yeah, Hour. Yeah, definitely the 11th Hour. So you're playing with that idea of them being like stuck in it it's really wonderful because the first whole episode is them just living out that hour and then the episode ends with like you're in this white space like this old woman is saying come and find me and then you wake up and you're at the gate again and their dad just like busts up laughing it's just like how enjoyable the thought is yeah it's just like this is oh my gosh like this is what we're doing um and it's just so fun um just seeing them kind of work their way through the the mystery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's the um, the bird sentinel thing. What's it called? A Roswell. Roswell. That's right. It's like an animated suit of armor with like a clay golem inside and a bird on his shoulder that talks. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. If what he just said sounded crazy to you, it, it is. is. It is quite crazy. Yeah. But it's it's wonderful. I really recommend listening to it. I've heard people say that. Listening to the Adventure Zone, like that story arc, is a good jumping-on point, just because it's pretty self-contained. But like maybe the the very first episode kind of sets up what they're doing. You kind of get a feel for it all, and they're really playing and doing some of their best work. They are of the show, and so like listening to that and be like, okay, now I know what's going on. I can go back. Yeah, it is hard because it's sandwiched in between maybe my least two favorite arcs. Oh, I like the Suffering Game. The Suffering Game and the Crystal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, both, I just think, feel like went too long. I mean, I, I enjoy them. I enjoy all the balance. Mm-hmm. I haven't gone back in a while. Um, but, like, I love Murder in the Rockport Limited. And yeah. I, so good. Pedals to the Metal. Pedals to the Metal. Those are really good. Wonderful. Um, the very last arc is great. Um, I just... I just struggle with suffering game in uh crystal kingdom crystal kingdom was fine for a little while and then it just gets it too just long. Went really really long and then griffin just puts in all the elevators all of the elevators <laughs> it's because they were mad at him for putting in elevators <laughs> yeah. he created an elevator character <laughs> um which is always fun but yeah 11th hour is good it is good it may- maybe use it as a pre-time loop day ritual yeah, like, like maybe the week or two leading up on Just, your commute or whatever. When you're not listening to us. Yeah, when you're not listening to this, these two yahoos. Um, yeah, it's good. 11th hour. Check it out. Check it out. That's my last one. That's your last one. Um, well, I will do a movie then. Uh, I will do a duology, in fact. A duology? Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day 2 you Mm. um gosh these are wonderful uh you may be out there and you may be thinking schlocky horror movies really yeah really it's so good have you met chance um i'm not a schlocky horror movie person (laughs) 
Um, He's really not. Happy Death Day is probably the ultimate self-aware movie. Sorry. Um, It's probably the ultimate self-aware movie because it knows exactly what it needs to do when. So the whole conceit of Happy Death Day is a, once again, irredeemable college girl. Um, Just the worst. Which ones aren't? Am I right? No, I'm just joking. Um, Just the worst kind of self-obsessed running away from their problems kind of sorority girl you can possibly imagine. Um, this is not all sorority girls. just A real Jeff Winger of a sorority girl. Sure. Um, and she goes through this day where she is mean to people and she belittles people and she sits, stands by and lets other people be mean to people. And then at the end of the day, she is murdered. And then she wakes up that same morning. Um, and it's her birthday. So happy death day. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and she keeps going through this day and keeps getting murdered. Um, eventually she kind of accepts that she's going to do it and tries to... So let me let me rewind. The first two loops are kind of scary. After that, the movie does something very smart. And it just stops trying to be scary. Just all together. Um, Because they know you can't really keep that tension up. If someone is going to murder you at the end of a loop, you can't really make that... Scary every single time. Scary every single time. It just is boring. So um, it very smartly, in the middle of the movie, transitions to kind of an action comedy where she's trying to figure out who's killing her. There's even like a montage of her checking out suspects and then dying in funny ways, like being drowned in a pool. It very much becomes, like, very much an action comedy where she, like, fights off the killer and all of this. Um, Great reveals, great pacing, um, and it just, it knows exactly when to drop one shtick and pick up another shtick. Very good. Really, I watched it with someone recently who does not like scary movies, and I told them, the only thing that's even kind of scary is the first two. And she was like, okay. And then after the first two, she's like, wait, those were the scary ones? <laughs> so even those weren't bad. Uh, bad for her. So anyway, Happy Death Day uh, is wonderful. It is not scary. The second one, while marketed as a horror movie, is not at all. They don't even try. It is a much more of a sci-fi comedy. Um, I don't think like it a is. a Galaxy Quest? Almost, kind of, actually. Oh, um, just a joke. Uh, the second one um, takes place the next day, and you find out the reason for the time loop in the first one. And she goes through her day, or I mean, not, she doesn't go through the day. Like they pretty much immediately learn um, about the time loop, but then they learn like that they've also created like alternate realities. So basically, they accidentally send her to an alternate reality of that first day again um, and trap her in the time loop again. But everything is a little different. Oh, no. But now she knows what created it. So basically, she's got to help them. Like, they they teach her this formula and she's got to remember it every day. But she doesn't know who the killer is this time, even though there is still a killer trying to kill her. Um, And they they keep teaching her this formula. Like, we'll teach you a little bit, a little, and then you reteach it to us real quick so we can have a shortcut there. And we'll teach you the new parts. And then eventually we'll know the whole formula. We can send you back to the correct day. And this new world kind of sucks. She doesn't have her, the boyfriend she gets in the first one. Like, just her life is really different. But then a complication happens where she learns that her mother, who a big part of what she's running away from in the first one is that her mother had just died a couple years ago and she didn't want to deal with it. But in this new reality, she learns her mother's alive. Like halfway through. So, mm, so it's like, do I want to just stay? Yeah. it's It, it becomes like, Whew. what are you giving up? If you break this loop, um, because in this loop you can see your mom. Um, But at that point, it's not just her. Like, it's the people that are there with her. Mm -hmm. Well, no. Only she remembers the loop. She has to convince them every day. she has to convince them every day. She has to convince them every day about the loop and then teach them the part of the formula that they've taught her. And then kind of keep going. So, um, it is a great duology of movies. Um... It, like I said, it's marketed very much shocky horror. Um, only a fourth of the first movie has any horror elements whatsoever. Like I said, the first one is much more of an action movie where she's like 
preparing to fight the guy who's been killing her. And the second one is very much more a comedy. She kills herself in some really funny ways in the second one, um, just because she knows that her her whole thing in the second one is, well, if someone's going to try to kill me at the end of this, I might as well just do it myself. So she (laughs) skydives naked. Like, you don't see anything, but she skydives naked. She um, finds elaborate ways to blow herself up. Like it, it, Might as well. It's m- much more about the comedy and the emotion of like what I'm giving up and all this. It Both movies are very good. Watch them together. All right. Maybe I will. You should. I know you don't like horror, but it's really... Not, not horror. Not horror. You may... The baby mask may be scary, scary enough to like scar you a little bit for every time you see that baby mask, but babies are scarring. Yes, but when are you ever gonna really see that baby mask? True. So <clears throat> hopefully never. But if I do, I'll know. I'll probably time loop, and it'll be okay. It's true. So anyway, happy death day and happy death day to you. Um, both wonderful movies. Highly recommend. Yeah. And then you said you had an honorable mention. Well, I have lots of honorable mentions. Well, you said you specifically had one, so I didn't know if you were going to... Well, I just thought we'd throw out some honorable mentions uh, okay. quickly. Uh, I thought you were going to bring Star Trek Cause and Effect because you watched I mean, it. Because I did watch it because I figured you were going to talk about it. So oh, okay. I did some homework. Okay. Um, Star Trek Cause and Effect is a wonderful wonderful episode of Star Trek. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I haven't watched a lot of Star Trek, but I feel like you don't really need to know who everyone is. To appreciate it. Um, it can help to know the data is an android. Yeah. that I mean, that will reveal itself. Yes. Pretty quickly. Um, when they open up the side of his head to put some stuff in there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just really fun. And like the way they kind of... And then this is a time loop where like everybody is looping mm-hmm. and nobody's aware of it. And then slowly like through like deja vu. And like I feel like I've done this before. Yeah, nostalgia. They, they um, realize that they're looping. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelsey Grammer's in it. Briefly, Apparently. he never is in it anymore. No. Which is really sad. I asked Chance. I was like, does he come back? Does the whole thing involving him really come to something? Because that's really interesting. And uh, no, it doesn't. And I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for you if you've never seen it. I mean, it's Star Trek. They know how to time travel. They can probably just send him right back. Okay. To where it was. Well, that's good for them. Um, but what if that's what caused the loop in the first place? Well, then they're going to tr- get trapped in it again. But they're already out of it. I don't, I don't know how that works. Time is fickle. Time is fickle. I'm, there's probably some Doctor Who episodes about time loops, I would imagine. It's true. I've never watched Doctor Who. Um, a few things, if you want to have your own time loop day that you can uh, watch or do. Uh, there's an episode of Power Rangers Zeo where Tommy gets trapped in a... Well, all of the, all the whole Earth gets trapped in a time loop while the evil machine empire make a plan to destroy the Earth. But... Tommy remembers. Uh, he's the Red Ranger now instead of the Green instead and White. Instead of the White Ranger. Uh, but Tommy remembers um, the time loop each time. So uh, he goes through that day. It's very funny because a lot of that episode takes place in high school. Like like in the high school. and That's really unusual. It is. It's very unusual for Power Rangers. But it's also hilarious to see clearly 30-year-old Tommy. Okay, maybe, maybe <laughs> mid-20s. but Yeah, none of them really... Give off that teen vibe. <laughs> no. It's just really funny to see him playing a high school student and like closing lockers and like sitting in those little yeah, desks. That's a really strange choice. <laughs> it's true. Because they're never in school. Well, I mean they do they do like all the charity events and stuff. But they're like outside of the school. I don't yeah. feel like you really see inside the school too much. So it's a very funny episode for that. Um I've heard good things, but I've not watched it. It's a show called Russian Doll. Oh, a Russian doll is good. I've seen it. It's good. Uh, Russian Doll, the whole thing is a time loop, and it says some good things. Um, it's also a little bit more of surrealist fiction, so there's some there's some elements. I'll, I'll just put it that way. Um, it's good. It's good. It's definitely a time loop. Um, and they definitely, it's more along the lines of a sexy brutale that's using it to tell kind of a more cerebral story mm. than the... Love cerebral. Yeah, and then the straight, uh, the straight problem solving kind of idea of a, of a cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good one. Um, there is Window of Opportunity, Stargate SG One, one of the great episodes of Stargate SG One. Um, I, I don't know what it, it, it kind of has some of those same elements of Happy Death Day to you, where they're trying to figure out a translation. But the two stupid characters, one of them's not stupid, but the other one is, are trapped in the time loop, so they have to keep reteaching the smart characters, the translations, 
that he's made so that they can figure out how to get out of the time loop. Mm-hmm. Um, how fun. And uh, one of the very one of the very funny scenes in that episode is they're playing golf at the Stargate, and they're like, "That's got to be a record." I mean, we just sent that across the universe. <laughs> Um, there's other video games that I feel like play with this. There's like a game called Minute. That you yeah. have like a minute. It's like a minute of doing these things, and then you loop back. And um, I've not played it to know for sure exactly. I've played. It a, I've played a good deal of Minute. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. Um, it may be a little too short. Uh huh. Just a minute. Yeah. Then there's but I know there's also a game those pop that came out last year called The Outer Wilds. Yeah. That also kind of plays with that, that time loop. Thing like you have, I think it's eleven minutes mm-hmm. of every loop. Um, yeah, I have not cool. looked into this one, so I'm sure it's a good time loop. Um, there's an episode of X Files called Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I, we've mentioned Source Code. Uh, it's so that one in the theater. It's a good one. I'm not sure why I did. A train's gonna blow up, and you have to figure out, how, or the not you, the main character has to figure. Jake out. Gyllenhaal has to figure it out. It's never me. It's always Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, it's Jake Gyllenhaal has to figure out what's gonna blow up the train. Uh, on the docket this year for Time Loop Day for me, my movie is going to be a movie called Palm Springs. Oh, I've heard good things about that one. I've heard good things too. Andy Samberg. Yep, Andy Samberg. Haven't gotten the chance to watch it. Uh, not a lot of Time Loop comedies out there, so I'm looking forward to it. There really should be more. I feel like it lends itself to that. Yeah, um, and there are... I mean, Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah, Groundhog Day is, in my opinion, more of a character piece, but it does it is also a comedy. Um, but it's definitely the exploration of one character. Um, I feel like I have so many more, but I'm, I'm drawing well, we a we got to save them, because next year, if we do this again, if they haven't taken us off the air by then, we'll have to bring something. Well, I just want everyone out there to have a time loop day uh, list that they can do. And I, I think this is... I think we've one. given them one. Um, just a quick aside. I know I keep saying the holiday of my people. That's not true. It's just my holiday. His people is him. Um, he's an independent man. To, to end this on a, maybe a serious note. Your people out there who do not have maybe families, maybe think twice before inviting them to your family for Thanksgiving. Um, I know that you have the best of intentions or you don't want to feel guilty. One of the two. Going to other people's families constantly for people who don't have families is kind of the worst. Um, Generally, you get there and people are really polite to you for like 10 minutes and then you spend most of it alone until that one old lady decides she's really going to invest in you and she does that for about 25 minutes and then she leaves you and then you just kind of find a place to exist until it's all over. Um, And I'm not talking about if you're a college student and you can't go home for one Thanksgiving. I'm talking about if this is perpetual. I mean, this Thanksgiving you probably don't want to anyway. It's true. Um, Also conundrum this will be released on thanksgiving so it might be a little too late it's true stop someone this year unless we time no time loop wouldn't work here no time loop still come out the same time (laughs) rats um but i literally invented this holiday um which i have happily celebrated for seven years now and will an eighth this year because i actually do find it a great deal of fun um, but I invented it so I could always say that I had plans. Um, <laughs> I legitimately did. Now, I'm not talking about Friendsgivings. If you and your friends are getting together to do a Thanksgiving together, I am legitimately talking about... Going to someone else's family. Yeah, big family gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see that. I feel like we've talked about this before, but even going... Like, I enjoy Thanksgiving because I like the food. Like, I feel like Thanksgiving food is good. Mm-hmm. And I, so I like going, but we go to my wife's aunt's house and it's just like i'll talk with my wife and a couple of her cousins but for the most part yeah don't really interact with a lot of people well and if you really think about it it makes a lot of sense these people don't get to see each other all the time they have a lot of history together a lot of history and you don't share any of that with them Mm -hmm. you just have you and people will show a passing interest or people want to be polite but it is kind of awful and i'm sure there are people out there who are different than me who think it's great so talk to him about it but probably not as many as you think um and people are very very aggressive about you not spending thanksgiving alone like very i created an entire holiday because every time i'd say i don't really want to people are like nope you're coming you have to come and yeah. like, no i have plans <laughs> so now i literally created a holiday so i could tell people no thank you because people will not take your no thank you at face value they're just they're just like, oh no, you're coming. I'm making you come. This is Sean Hunter conundrum all over again. And I think people need to realize, like, 
That's actually your guilt, like not them like not wanting to go. You feel guilty because they don't have a place to go, which first off is kind of insane. Like, don't. <laughs> it, their problems are not your fault. And two, I mean, if they tell you they don't want to go, they probably Just don't want to go. To them. So um, for all of you out there, time loop day is very real. It is something I do and something that I want to be a tradition in my life forever. But that is the kind of reasoning behind it. And maybe just be aware if you have friends that lack family like me and Sean Hunter. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you need to, come up with your own holiday. Or celebrate mine. Or celebrate this one. Our friend of the show, Charlie, said he likes every year at April 8th. I think celebrates Rex Manning Day by watching Empire Records, which is where they mention Rex Manning Day. Oh, I don't remember that, but cool. Yeah, he, he tweeted it at us. Oh. You're a Twitter person. What are you doing with that I website? Know. This guy. I'm bad at Twitter. He is. Um, I hope this was fun for you. Uh, I really do love Time Loop Day, and you don't have to celebrate it on Thanksgiving. If you're just like, man, that sounds like fun. I like breakfast burritos. I like sci-fi shows. I like sleeping in. I like my pajamas. Do it. It's fun. Yeah. I'll make Cameron do it one day. Someday. I'm usually busy on that day. It's true. It's true. I am actually celebrating time loop day with someone for the very first time this year so Mm. that'll be fun isn't that nice um yeah so we want to say thank you to dizzy parker for the use of our theme song it's not the time loop song it's just the boy meets world song um but you can find the link to that in the description of the episode find all of his other stuff there it's good stuff check it out yeah and maybe someday there will be a boy meets world time loop something that we can share with all of you Ooh, that would be fun Maybe we can do a Turners and Feenies. That's a time loop. Time loop style. I have some things in the works. We'll see what comes out. By the end of season four. By the end of season four. <laughs> anyway, once again, from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever. So long, world. So long, world. Pass the Cholula sauce for having breakfast burritos. Oh, the time loop is great. Thank you for looping me. Thank you for being there. Thank you for looping me. Enterprise exploding. Killer is killing me, killing you, and killing me. I'm looping on back.